0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Race fans, welcome to the most listened to show on the 110 Nation Radio Network. When it's hot, it's hot. Presenting you the caution flag of racing radio, the DJ Music Man, and the Tasmanian Devil of Flaggers. Here's your host, Chris. Chris.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: howdy, how the hell are you? It's another episode of Rates Chat Live. Glad to have you guys on board here. A little George Strait to open things up. (laughs) Oh, goodness gracious. So we have uh, come back from Daytona and we survived it. Well, I say we I don't think any, I don't think me, Taz, or Mr. CJ Sports, or Miss Lee, any of us have uh, quite the idea about Daytona, as our old buddy Craig Moore. Craig, I was counting up the years, man. You know, Steve will be gone in March. Uh, it'll be uh, six years. So, me and you've, uh, me and you've been sharing the co-pilot here for about six years now, buddy.
1: Tell us about. Yeah. Tell us about what, It doesn't uh, seem like it was that long.
2: It I really doesn't oh, seem that long.
1: It's kind of strange. And it is kind of strange. Uh
2: to have a a, a relationship this long and I've never even met the guy. That's something uh we've talked about on Facebook this week with a friend of another friend of mine, uh, Chris McNeil, That uh you know are internet friends real and I was like, dude, I I do uh do a podcast every every Tuesday night with a couple of guys I've never met in my life so uh yeah, uh internet friends are real. You guys are real, right? I mean
1: y'all are real, right? Well yeah, I'm not Memorex.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, well, we older here people get that joke. Uh, sorry, I didn't mute myself. But
2: with uh, oh. what an opening. Oh yeah, yeah, what an opening, right? Oh my goodness
0: gracious. But
2: if I'm not picking on you, that means I don't like you, Uh <laughs> How about telling us a little bit about what you experienced this weekend, Craig? Very few times over the last six years have I gotten a personal message uh you were you were pretty damn excited uh just the whole feeling like is it is it the smell of the gasoline? What is it, man? Because it's like the moment you get there, you're just uh in, in this setting in your head that you've never been nowhere else. I know you had to you have to know what I'm talking about.
1: Well, it was a little surreal. I mean, you know, we got in Friday night, and we didn't stay too far. I think we were like a half a mile, maybe three-quarters of a mile from the track. And uh, we ran out to get something to eat. We pulled in just as the uh, trucks were firing.
0: Uh,
1: Matter of fact, you could hear, gentlemen, start your engines. So we could hear the trucks. We went over Saturday, walked around, went to the Xfinity race. That was that was interesting um, to see it. We sat at the end of turn, uh, pit road, towards the end of pit road. So we got to see them going out from the pit um, to feel it, the wind that it generated as they passed by. Even I don't even know how many rows up we were. We weren't in, We weren't way up, which kind of sucked. We were in row 23. We were in Bubba Wallace. We were in row Bubba Wallace on uh, Saturday. And uh, that was that was me. And then Sunday, we went down to the fan zone. We had fan zone tickets, and then we went to our seats after the fan zone was, after we were done, because I wanted to see everything. I didn't want to see it on the Titan Trons or the, or the NASCAR Trons. Thank you. Um but, I mean, the smell of the – it was – I didn't really smell the fuel as much as I smelled the tires. Um, and watching Kaz come in the in the pits on three wheels instead of four um, was something to behold.
2: Right, right. Well, but we'll, we'll get into the, it was the a, racing discussion. Oh, yeah, we'll get into that later. I want to know about the camping, man. I want to know about the camping because we don't go to Talladega uh, for a week for five days to to watch racing. We go there for the camping, man. The smell of the hickory, uh the friendships of the na- of the neighbors and uh stuff like that. Any of those kind of experiences for you, Chris? Yeah,
1: I mean it was it was the camping experience with me. I've not camped in about twenty six years, so sleeping on an air in a tent was a whole other experience. Uh but, you know, we, we set up, we talked, we just shot the bull with people. There was a guy next to us that had trailered his bike down, um, and then he trailered it part way, and then rode it the rest of the way from uh, Wisconsin. And he and I talked quite a bit. And, I mean, just the, the amount of people that were there and the flags that were flying and the, it, you know, it was where all politics stopped. Well, pretty much. Um, random chance at 2 o'clock in the morning. Let's go, Brandon! Um, shut up, snowflakes! Um, I mean, it was just—it was a hell of an experience. I mean, but I think we were up to like ten or eleven both nights we were there. And oh just, it, wow! Yeah, You're an
2: early after, man.
1: Yeah, well, it was—it uh, was—it was, but it was an experience. I'm looking forward to it again uh
2: heads up Maybe. i uh I'll, I'll give you a shout out right now outdoorsy.com outdoorsy.com makes the experience of camping uh, so much better they don't sponsor the show or anything like that but we've we've used them they're uh like a vibro of camping uh like campers and stuff like that and so you can uh you know reserve you a camper or rent you a camper uh
1: for really low prices cheaper than what you can get hotel room prices anyway and, oh, yeah, uh, the hotel room prices in Daytona were astronomical. Yeah. People said they, yeah, were, had lo- they, they had looked into it, and it was like $900 a night, and that was for a shitty motel.
2: Right, so you can rent basically a uh, a camper in Florida, of course, that's plenty of campers to choose from, uh, you, for, for 100 a $150 a night. You have to put a $600 deposit down. Uh, that's kind of steep but if you got a if you got a, a regular credit card that comes back on within 7 days that's to cover if you decide not to return the camper or you destroy it or something like that. It's very similar to the uh the 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 when you rent these people's houses and stuff. I forget what it's called. Vibro or what what the Yeah, Airbnb. <laughs> Airbnb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So so you you write on your you know what I'm talking about? It's called outdoorsy.com. It's uh it, it makes our Talladega trips uh, so that much more satisfying because we can uh, we can dip in the luxury without the high cost, and also you know, we give it back, you know, at the end of the weekend. So it's not something that I have to pay for year round just to use a couple of times. Ah, right. We'll move right on. Taz Taylor, Taz, man. I mean, you're here. We got Miss Lee. We got our production manager in the background. We got Mr. CJ Sports and the 110 Nation Sports guys. They've, uh he's got his show back on Monday nights, man. I failed to listen last night, and I promise you, Mr. CJ Sports, that was my own fault. I'm normally there for his first show of the season uh, just uh, just to give him that confidence that, you know, we're behind him like he is behind us. But I did not. I failed that last night, and I'm terribly sorry, Mr. CJ Sports. I will make it up to you next year. Um, as, as as Taz will tell you, he's been listening to the Dirty, uh, Dale Jr. Dirty Download. And I'm a big Door Bumper Clear guy, so I had actually gotten caught up in last night listening to Door Bumper Clear uh, before I realized that uh, Mr. CJ Sports had probably done his show in the amount of time that I listened uh, to Door Bumper Clear. But it's very important. You know, we've made these shows uh, a lot more entertaining this year. There's a lot more information coming out the door. Uh we've got uh we've got some structure going on here, man, it's just uh about damn time is what most people would say. But uh so we're taking up a lot of time already. Tad Taylor, welcome aboard. Come on man. Let's uh let's start slinging some uh some of this uh race car shit.
3: Well needless to say I uh I got a Xfinity pick rate, so I'm on the board already. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah,
2: yeah. Already some bonus points there for the end of the year. Ah, man, I tell you what, good good job on that. I think most of my picks wrecked somewhere about lap five. (laughs) (laughs) It felt like that anyway. Uh, Josh Berry, actually, I don't know what even the hell happened to him. He was never a threat. I I didn't see much of the junior motorsports cars out front. I did see a lot of Fords out front this past weekend. A lot of first-on-race days, baby, you know. Ford, it's what's up for tough, huh? What do y'all think about them Ford? What did I tell y'all? What did I tell y'all about them Hendrick Chevy? They weren't working with the other Chevys, and then guess what? At the end of the day, it cost one of those guys. a It wasn't just them, though. Wasn't just no. them,
3: though.
2: There was a was clear separation between Hendrick Motorsports cars and Richard Childress Children's race. Um, the there's Chevys clearly
3: working together in general.
2: But, yeah, it Wasn't just well,
3: one team. Ford did and it right, and to
2: Toyota. I'm not you know trying, they got wrecked out kind of early, so.
3: I'm not By trying to plow. defend Hendrick, but it's just all the Chevy teams just kind of went their own way. There wasn't yeah. any unity. I guess the biggest
2: headlines was the plow, right? Does there anybody know who I'm talking about?
3: BK, have it your way. <laughs>
2: Oh, my God, when Ricky Shithouse can come out and say, hey, man,
3: been a little aggressive,
2: <laughs> you, you know Fitz done hit the shan.
3: <laughs> Have it the plow way.
2: Yeah, well, then we're bad actors, so I don't know if anybody got that Fitz fits the shan, but I mean, I worked on that one all day. Damn it.
3: Uh, yep.
1: So now, how about this? that amazing Rick?
2: Saturday night. Let let me ask you guys right now. Let me ask you guys as as we're trying to get settled in here. If, does this happen with the next gen car? Does does because it was it was a perfect scenario, right? The engine first of all, the way that the flip happened, the the uh, the, the basically it was like a cannon opener. When the car swung back around engine side, it just basically that was where all the force was. It completely ripped the drivetrain out of the 31 machine, dumps the motor, the complete motor, drive axle, rear end, all of it's still attached, but the motor comes completely out of the car, does about, I don't know, a thousand flips by a race car. The motor does, guys, and eventually they find that engine uh, somewhere in the uh, in the grass, uh, does Question here is, guys, does this new car does it does it is is would we see the same? Uh, is it are we confident that this car is safe
3: as that car? Uh, drivers are saying that it is, but I don't really know because I don't remember which driver it was. But somebody had a wonderful Hans device on because their head whiplash um, pretty badly. So I don't know if I would consider it that safe, but drivers saying that it is. But I, I really don't can't put a major fine point of anything on that really. And for well, we my Snyder, major, yeah. and, and for my Snyder and the Xfinity races, you were talking about Chris. He put out yeah. a tweet a couple of days ago, and and I'll quote this exactly. He said. Where do I start? I'm thankful my tax slayer guys built a fast, safe Camaro. We were up there, thankful for the man thankful the man upstairs kept me safe. I prayed for it with five to go. He knew we had a verse on the door. That and my seat were the only bits not hit. Wild. We'll be back in Fontana. God really does set his hand on the
2: sport, man. We see it all the time. Uh, you know, it's been 20, 21 years since there's been a death in NASCAR. Um, could have it, This very well could have been. We haven't seen a, a wreck as horrific as that since, as they said, basically a Jeff Bodine uh, back in 2000 in the trucks. Um, it re- really, it was, I guess, just by the emotional side of it, it was pretty impactful, similar to the Ryan Newman incident. But uh, I think even, you know, with Ryan Newman, it was, we nobody knew, with this uh, situation, we've seen him moving around the cockpit pretty quickly, so uh, we we kind of knew that he was uh, he was at least alive and was okay. And then when the when the wind in that come down, I think all of us kind of could breathe a little sigh of relief, uh, which is kind of a you know it's kind of a different situation when you compare that to the Ryan Newman incident. Uh, okay, so uh, the the truck series, Todd Gillian uh, Todd Gillian's old team, uh, DGR. Uh, they they picked up the win. The loves truck Zane no, Smith comes that, from that's front row, that's front row Motorsports there. So it is front row now. It's officially front row Motorsports. Okay, so the thirty eight car, thirty eight truck, uh, driven by Zane Smith who was a GMS driver uh, last year, has come on over to the thirty eight. Picks up a solid win. Uh, of course, Austin Cendrick, rookie, wins the Daytona five hundred. Which has the biggest storyline? Is it uh, uh, the the, uh, the Xfinity race, uh, the truck
3: series,
2: or the cup series. As a matter of fact, let's just write that down. What was the story of the truck race? What was the, what was the big headline there,
3: uh, Tad? Oh, good Lord. Um, I don't think there's a major storyline coming out of the truck series other than Zane Smith, who was a, a championship contender, what, the last two years? Um, not being the top GMS guy on the team, uh, he prevailed out of out of everybody there. What lo- of what looked like a probably probably ThorSport because Christian Eckes, uh, Ty Majeski, and Ben Rhodes were all up there at some point during the race. So I'm sure everyone had in their mind a ThorSport truck uh, would have won, but a Ford team in Front Row Motorsports uh, of Zane Smith, who is a championship contender in the Truck Series, and more than likely will be a championship contender again this year, um, stole the
2: show. Before we go to Craig, I want to uh, my my thoughts on the headlines. Main headlines for the Truck Series was no wrecks into the last lap. That that's been such an issue with these truck drivers over the last several years. As Daytona has been a wreck fest, as these kids come out of the ARCA series into the truck series, we've pretty uh, pretty amount pretty big amount of cautions. I don't have the stats in front of me, but the, uh, stats, Mike Perico, rest in peace, buddy. Uh, we don't have that information in front of us right here, but I tell you what, just uh, watch those trucks and, and those guys that were. Uh, know taking care of their equipment until it matters you know that, that, that shows that that truck series is evolving uh... to what we thought it could be when they eliminated basically cup drivers from being able to monopolize the, the entire nascar uh...
1: series league
2: uh... craig what's uh... what's your main headline for the truck
1: series i think mainly what a good what a good showing it was from what I could tell by reading on the Internet. Um, as I said, we didn't go to it. But let me go back you could to hear one it. thing you mentioned. But we could hear it, and the excitement was the excitement level was good, and the, the, the parking lots looked full. Um, and there was a map. ton of buses the fans are definitely back now going back to what uh, you said about Myatt Snyder's wreck um, Denny Hamlin was out riding his riding bikes with his uh, children and it was probably a good thing because part of his part of the suspension from not Wyatt Snyder's car went into the grill of Denny Ham, the Hamster's bus Right, so, um, so yeah, that, that shows that, you just going to just be show your
2: headlines for for the for the Xfinity series. Greg is uh, is uh, near disaster, right? Uh, because uh, that car, pieces of that car, wound up in the grill of Michael Jordan's motorhome. I mean, uh, luckily there was nobody hurt right there. <laughs> just see the big guy, uh, uh, kind of walking around you know with his arms crossed he's kinda of like, yeah michael, uh this is a contact sport you know <laughs> uh yeah. so we will we'll use that yeah. as your we'll use that as your uh, xfinity headlines uh uh main main headline uh so uh Taz, taylor what is your xfinity uh, main headline
0: um,
3: let's see my takes uh with was a disastrous wreck, but Austin Hill survives in his first full-time Xfinity win.
2: I mean, wow. You know, first of all, you didn't really expect Austin Hill to show up uh, with a, basically a Childress, right? Uh, Austin Hill, you kind of thought, was probably going to be, uh, you know, a guy that kind of stayed in the truck series. Though he has wins and he's ran for championships, just kind of wondered whether or not his career was actually going to progress. He lands a spot
3: at Childress. I think, is this a part-time ride or is this a full-time ride? No. Nope. This is him, an Sh- awesome. him and Sheldon Creed are full-time with RCR because RCR took a one- or two-year hiatus from the Xfinity Series, and they, brought, and they decided to come back and bring Austin Hill and Sheldon Creed for the ride.
2: So if I, if I were to pick an Xfinity headline, um, it, I think Craig kind of hit on this: the fans, right? I mean, there was a lot of fans there for the Xfinity race. It was unbelievable uh, the amount of seats that you've seen filled up but it, that are generally, you know, Xfinity races. You just don't you just don't have the fans that you're uh, you would have at your Cup race. Uh, but this year, man, it just seemed like there was a aurora. Uh, roaring at Daytona, it was nice warm weather. I guess I guess what I could really say is the weather, right? Weather was perfect uh, for for an Xfinity race. Um, I think uh, I think that would be a great headline uh, for the Xfinity series. As we move to the Cup series, uh, you know, I, I, I want My main headline would be this week for the Cup series. I'll go first on this one. Is
0: I told you so. I told you so.
2: I mean, I said the Penske was at the top of the rank. I, they were at the top of the power rankings, and y'all blew me off. But uh, the Penske Fords looked real strong. The the Roush Fords looked strong as well. Uh, but uh, my, uh, my uh, Daytona 500 headlines would say, I told you, I told you.
0: Hindered, well, hindered, the injured
2: cars, I think, hindered their theirself. You know, um, and, well, and right. unfortunately, Bowman has an X. You know, if if yours was uh, Taz, as I send it to you, if there was a, if you said that there was an X on Bowman, I believe I would start believing in it. Uh, we, we need to, we need to burn some sage for that guy, man. Go
3: ahead, Taz. Well, well, I'm sure Craig may agree with me on this one, and I, when we were looking at power rankings, I was looking for like full round season. I wasn't basing it off Daytona. You wanna just base off Daytona, I probably would have put Penske easily at number two. Of course. Of course you would have. At number two, I mean hey, we moved up a
2: spot. That's uh you know, twelve angry men. We're getting somewhere (laughs) (laughs) So is that uh is that your headline uh Daytona five hundred headline?
3: is the 500 headline was all, all you got to put is ford that's all ford. i can write is ford, ford.
2: dominant first on race day i think craig's going to take this another route i think he's going to say what we had predicted the week before uh with uh certain issues right craig uh what, what i mean i don't know where you're going what what i mean you were there that could was be the there. headline I-
1: itself I was there. I'm going to say tire issues, um, which (coughs) and lug nut issues. Excuse me. Um,
3: And that question was
1: brought up. That question was brought up last week. We talked about it this morning, and you, the three of us talked about it this morning. And I got one question, and I'll leave the f-bomb out of it, unlike this morning. But how in the hell do you not get one lug nut tight? It's one. Like Charlie, Charlie, uh, what the hell is a blind guy's name? Ronnie Millsap could get that fucking, I mean, freaking thing tight. <laughs>
2: there I mean, nothing wrong with it.
0: We never said we were PG.
1: I just—it amazes me now. From what I understand, going back to the Casgrana incident, um, he's getting the nickname. I like it. What's in it?
3: You're hitting the nicknames, Craig. It's rubbing off.
1: Yeah, I know. Um, well, actually, <laughs> when I seen Danny Hamlin on Sunday, when I seen Danny Hamlin on Sunday, I yelled, "You do look like a hamster." does with the big and then I yell two Finger Denny." Oh, Two Finger Denny! Some people didn't think that was real funny, um, but apparently there is a pin or something that goes into that lug, into that nut, to secure it.
0: Right.
1: So here is my question, and I know we we talked about this this morning. But that is an issue. These cars this year, Goodyear decided not to put an inner liner in these tires. What the inner liner does is if they have a flat tire, the inner liner keeps the the tire inflated so they can make it back around to pit row. With no inner liner, when these things get a flat, they're on the track. Um, because the ride height is so low. Now NASCAR is going to have to look at that and figure out do they want to raise the ride height, which throws off everything else, or do they want Goodyear to put in an inner interline, an liner back into the tire? I honestly think the cheapest way for NASCAR to go would be to put an inner liner back in the tire. I've, I'm waiting to see. I don't know. I haven't heard anything, Kaz Chris. If you about whether or not Geraldo's team is going to get a four race, his crew chief is going to get a four race suspension. i <laughs> been.
3: I was the first one that mentioned it. I heard it on the broadcast, and I kept on telling y'all, and because Mike Joyce said something on the broadcast about it, and so, I was like, nothing "No Nothing official way. has come down. Yeah, nothing official. It, it's spending talks and I'm surprised NASCAR never announced
1: it today but it was it was now, mentioned. the other thing the other part of that is on Friday late breaking Friday afternoon NASCAR took tires away from Penske and Roush Fenway Kislowski tires and wheels and shifted them back up to Concord now we were talking about this this morning in the message in our message thread and it was brought up that Penske's a smart man. Chris, you brought this up. He's got years of experience working with one lug tires. So he, he knows the issues that can come of it. These guys only have two, three months worth of experience. Exactly. exactly. Maybe that'll be, Go ahead. Maybe they caught on to something and figured out a way to secure it better, but they didn't get a NASCAR. They didn't get NASCAR's approval. Therefore,
2: NASCAR said, "Oh, well, we're
1: we're, we're going to run these back to Concord and take a look at them."
2: That's not but what 50 they said. Finsky stated that they brought that to the NASCAR officials' attention a couple of weeks ago, and uh, this is a, a situation where putting on the tire, these uh, these holes are there for that, so that uh, they they it, it makes it easier. I, I'm really unsure exactly what the crew did. I mean, I've listened to it three times, and I still don't really understand it, but somebody got caught using a Dremel and basically was drilling through the rims. and as they said on Dave Moody uh, this afternoon, you know, you do that in racing, you're going to get snitched on. So, uh, but uh, Pitsky had made a statement, or let a statement out uh, that they had already given NASCAR a heads up of what they were doing uh, a couple of weeks beforehand, so we'll see typically you know this is uh black flag news and uh most of the time by tuesday uh we would uh we would have a uh a penalty report already out there's several things that you know are still up in the air on whether or not there's going to be penalties for um but there was obviously penalties assessed uh, over qualifying and failing inspection, I believe one of the cars even had to do a pit road, uh, come down pit road at the beginning of the race, which put him a lap down pretty early. Was that uh, was that one of the Cup cars, Taz? Do you remember?
3: Uh, yeah, honestly, like I had to
2: serve a drive-through pit road penalty.
3: I, think it was I don't
2: remember. No, it was not. No, Jovelliere. I don't remember who it was. Had a great race going on. He he, unfortunately got caught up in somebody else's incident. He was running tense at the time uh, and then caught a lot of slack later on for trying to race with the leaders two laps down. Uh, but he, he's a race car driver. He's not going to give you anything. And Jacques Villeneuve didn't come out there oh, and make a fool of himself by it, no um, means. Hold
3: on. Was it uh, Brisket Boy?
0: Briscoe.
3: I'm not I sure. if going him lap, cut like a lap or two down and he was like trying to stay in the lead or he was about to go a lap down or something, but he was like racing the leaders or something.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah, I believe I believe it could have been Briscoe.
2: Uh, so we have a stat of the day. Stat of the day. Well stat they were day. they
1: were racing the lap down cars were, were racing hot and heavy. They were racing like they belonged up there like they were on the lead lap. And I honestly thought a few of them were going to get red flagged or black flagged. I get it if you're trying to prevent yourself from going a lap down, but when you're already two or three laps down, let the leaders pass for crying out Christmas. You're not going to get back on the lead lap if there's a wreck. True? I mean, you're only gonna you're only gonna do damage. Uh, you're only gonna cause possible damage to your car and half the field. But I will I tell there, you that
2: you I think surprised they, at the at the aggression uh, this past weekend, especially after being sold to us all week long. Oh, it's gonna be a dry race. It's gonna be a dry race. Oh, the Cup guys are not gonna do well. They did exactly the opposite. They come out there ready to race and put on a show. And there was some aggressive driving by some. Uh, that, that is Daytona. That is what we expect to see. Uh, the car did really well in pack racing. I'm very, very happy with the results that we had from the new car. Harrison Burton gets turned upside
3: down. And live to tell about it. That thing flipped easy. It reminded me of the, uh, the car of tomorrow with the wing days. This is, this is a sideways.
2: Uh, I think what would happen with the wing car is it would get turned around backwards and it would basically cut it for a flip upside down as, as the uh, wind, of course, created lift uh, because of the wings. Uh, in this instance, I, I don't know how you solve this situation. Maybe you don't run the window on the uh, on the side and and you allow that disturbance to actually through the car because uh, you know obviously you know, it was like. Throwing a plate into the wind going down the interstate uh, created resistance and, of course, rolled over. Um, Joey Logano punched the wall in the qualifier race. Uh, That car looked pretty solid after it hit the wall. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with what I've seen so far. There is some tire issues going on.
3: There's definitely...
2: Uh, Some issues going on in the lug nut area, Uh, the tire issue. This is, you know, this is a new deal. We've been steel wheels, smaller steel wheels for, you know, since the inception. Uh, Now we're on aluminum wheels that are bigger and one lug nut. So it's going to be, it is a transition. I think one of the things that really catches me the most from this past race is the, uh, the amount of time these guys had to basically stand there with their arms crossed on pit row as they're waiting on fuel to go in these cars. It's really going to change up. Was, uh, strategy. Yeah. Strategy is going to be, you know, big time. Whoever can get the most fuel in that car, the quickest, is going to, it's really going to be the, uh, the beneficiary, uh, with the way these pit stops are right now.
1: But the well, stat of the day, I tell stat a moment, of the day. let me do
2: stat gonna... of the day real quick, because we're past that time. We're five minutes past the time of stat of the day. I want to make sure we kind of keep this stuff structured well. The stat of the day
3: is what what is the saturday yeah i remember uh all the winners from this weekend um last we're in year different there was di- different rides from last year to this year that's right so
2: zane smith was uh in the gms ride. austin peel i believe was in a
3: truck a the
1: hours
2: Hors- oh yeah yeah the the, the japanese owned Team and uh, of course Austin Cendrick has been a developmental driver through Penske, but this was his first season with the number two and those guys. So we'll give it credit uh, where where it's deserved. Uh, he won in his eighth start, eighth Cup
1: start. Not
2: too shabby there, my friend. Not too shabby.
0: All right,
1: Jazz, you No, I, he me? won in his he won in his eighth start. He won on the captain's birthday and. Uh, he was considered a he's considered a rookie, apparently, so even on eight starts
3: well he's well you have to think well, the rookie contendership is is odd Because Justin Haley is a rookie this year too, but he pretty much ran nearly a full season last year in cup with the spire team, so I mean Cindric he ran like a handful of races, so him being rookie makes sense for this year in a, in a way. Because it's his first full time season, but Justin Haley, I, I don't know, he ran like what? Got to be like three quarters of the schedule last year.
1: Yeah, I don't understand how NAS- NASCAR. If Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, and I know you will, because um, I might be. I think NASCAR used to have it that if you started seven races, uh, if you if you ran seven races in the Cup Series, you you weren't eligible for rookie status if you didn't normally race in that in that series. Is that that's how exactly I'm remembering right. it?
0: The
2: seven races was cut cutoff. So you had seven races in each individual series. Uh, I mean, in each individual year. So you had up to seven races that you could run and not qualify for the rookie of the year stat. So you are, you are correct. And it is odd that he did run seven races last year. Uh kind of mimicking the old rule there. I'm not sure if that's still a rule now. I think the rule is basically based on when you claim uh, to run for cup points now in, in the cup series. So at the moment that they claim cup series points, like last year, uh, each driver has to, for those that didn't know, and we'll go back real quick, You at the beginning of the year, you have to choose what series you're running points for. So uh, you, can, you can be a Harrison Burton and run trucks, and also, or like Ty Gibbs did last year, ran trucks and ran a little bit of uh, of uh, Xfinity cars as well. But one of those series, you have to claim points for. So I don't know where uh, Ty Gibbs claimed his rookie status at. Uh, I believe it would probably be in the Xfinity series where he gained uh, points there. But um, so these guys have to, at the beginning of the year, they have to say, okay, this is what, uh, this is what I'm running for. I'm running for this championship. If, we, if you remember correctly, we're all just raced a couple yeah. of races and then you know he was he had claimed uh championship series points for the Xfinity series but had uh, such a great oh, start truck. in the trucks truck. yeah he jumped back to the trucks and you know and i believe won the championship if i'm not mistaken or was uh, no. pretty well close to winning it no um, he, he was close yeah so so that's just an example there uh and so austin cindric ran seven races last year uh it's funny, they they had somebody on the Sirius XM radio, and they no. were like, look, oh, no, it was on Door, Door Bumper Clear last night that uh, some somebody had worked around Austin, oh, TJ Majors. And so when he first got into one of Brad Keselowski's trucks, uh, he was really slow, like two, to, two or three seconds off the pace, and they were wondering whether or not this kid really had it and how quickly he's developed. He's also a very tall fella, so if you didn't know... Austin Cindric is uh, six foot now, five, I do believe.
3: Now we want to talk about Stab today, and we're on the uh, topic of Austin Cindric. Last year, in his seven races, uh, his worst start, well, his worst position to start a race was 39th. Now, was that Daytona, the, old, the Daytona 500 last year, and Atlanta um, in the in the Spring I believe um, he had his best starting position was in Texas of the fourteenth race of the season which I believe was the was the spring race his best finish now here are his finishes lined up Daytona five hundred fifteenth atlanta twenty second richmond twenty eighth Kansas 22nd, Texas 25th, Road America, his worst finish there was at 38th, and then um, Indianapolis Road Course was a ninth-place finish. This kid, in seven races, you're telling me he finished outside the <laughs> top 30 once and outside of the top 25 twice.
2: Thank you, Miss Lee, for uh for helping me spit that out there with the uh, you you have to declare for the series. But uh, yeah, that that was Austin Cendric stat and uh, you know, hey uh we've seen guys get cup wins a lot quicker, and we've seen guys who won the Daytona five hundred and uh did not have a magnificent uh you know, career. Trevor Bane, uh who's coming back who's coming back. I, I also know somebody else is coming back, and I know y'all are ready for this one. Did you hear about Danica Patrick?
3: Yep. Yawn. <laughs> so, she,
2: she didn't do well in the SRX series. She didn't do too well with the Indy, with the uh, Indy 500. But NASCAR's more of her well, cup of tea, right? I mean, she was, she was, she was really good at it, so... Was why wouldn't she be good in the booth?
3: She's stuck in the booth. Yeah, Ellen Best was crying, crying for help to get out of there.
2: Oh my gosh, it was terrible. It was terrible. But and also they got Matt the Brat. Is that a? Is that, he's going to be on this weekend at California. Uh, I never knew Matt to have much of a personality. Taz, you said that he has a dry personality, sense of humor. Um, How's I going like, to jail with Clint Boyer and uh, Mike Joy? Because I think Tony Stewart and Clint Boyer knocked it out of the freaking park, y'all. You know? babe, they Babe roofed that shit.
1: Well, I'll tell you what. I was down behind um, the Fox broadcast while the three of them were up talking. And before, what what do they call that? A race hub? Like a on-track race hub? And Tony Stewart, I mean, he looked like he was part of the Gambino crime family. His hair was slicked back, um, and you could not—they were people were trying to break his focus. You could not break that man's focus for nothing.
3: Because he's trying to look and good he, for the Frosty Flakes commercials. Yeah, well. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: But we could get we could get Boyer to break character. We could get McMurray to break, uh, and even Chris. Uh, oh, what the hell is his name? Chris Myers. Myers. Yeah, we could even they could even get him. I say we because I was down there. Um, you know, you, they could get them to break off and look to back towards us and you know or they fox would give you the signal that they were getting ready to show the show show the audience so that way everybody would hoot and holler but i i'm interested to listen i i mean i heard him somewhat um but i'm interested to listen to him in the booth and, and see what he brings to the table now danica on the other hand i i, I probably would rather watch paint dry
2: Obviously they're looking for a third wheel at, at Fox. Uh, I think Tony Stewart, whatever he needs, they should pay him Tony Romo money. <clears throat>
0: um, Yo, obviously Tony. I think
2: I think I think what they're fearful of, guys, and hold up just a second, Taz, I'll let you in. Um, I think what they fear of is Clint Boyer doesn't like really working and who you know, who can blame him? That guy's you know, he's he's kind of a partier. And without Gordon there, it seems like Clint Boyer's having to work a little bit harder. And uh, that may not fit his personality because he is the, uh, the guy who you, you should take lightly in any conversation. But you have to have that conversation to, to have him kind of mold in, right? So he can, he's more serious on a man-to-man conversation. But when you have more than one, all of a sudden he becomes the, the hyper uh, jokester, trickster kind of personality. I believe Fox is worried that if they don't get somebody in there that kind of gels with Clint Boyer, they may be looking for two commentators. What are you guys' thoughts on that real
0: quick, Pat?
3: Well, Tony Stewart can commentate a race uh, even from in the driver's seat while he's racing. SRX and CBS proved that one pretty much. Um, I believe Tony the Tiger uh, blends well with Mike Joy and Chef Boyardee. Uh, I mean, he's got, Tony knows when to get serious and he knows when to throw in his humor and his humor mixed with Clint Boyer's just puts the perfect, uh, gel on it all. I mean, DW had his, his sense of humor too, but, um, we all knew who eventually he had to go and when. And I'm sorry for Jeff Gordon, but Jeff Gordon was just too plain. And when um, Clint Boyer came in, it was flavor, but then it was just like him and Gordon, like they worked well on the serious side, but on the humor side, it was just kind of odd. Like it, there was like no neutral ground. And Tony Stewart, I believe, is that guy. Maybe Matt Ken I'll leave my words on the Matt Kenseth deal if it proves to be that way, but... Danica, no. Sorry. I'll I'll take a nap during that.
1: Well, don't do that. Mike. Hey. You might, might miss the whole damn race.
3: I'll watch the highlights.
1: Well, what's your <laughs> thoughts on Craig? Craig,
2: Craig, what's your thoughts? I mean, there's no DW and he's not coming back. What are we doing? I don't
1: know. I kind of like the idea of having a new, a different announcer or a different driver's perspective. Now, here's my problem with that. Has none of these drivers have driven the new car, at least that we know about. The only one we know did. Tony has. Okay, well, okay, so that's the second one. Has Boyer? Has Boyer? Chef Boyer, D. I don't remember if he did or not. What's that? Okay, What's the question? Well, that's what I'm getting at. If these guys don't have, and Danica shouldn't be behind the wheel of anything, not even one of those cars that go on the merry-go-round at Walmart, because she'll fine. find a way to wreck that thumb, bitch. She's going to wreck the booth. Watch and see.
3: what she putting up on the announce table? That's a spicy meatball. <laughs>
1: I don't know. I just, I think they need to, I think they need to bring in a new driver. I think they should alternate it um, and bring yeah, in fresh perspective. Every week. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know.
2: I I think that they should pay Tony Stewart whatever he wants and that would be their guy. Uh since I was I was so I will continue to be sold. Now, I, I'm not I'm not saying that, you know, Michael Waltrip maybe could be that guy with Clint Boyer. Uh, Clint Boyer and Michael Waltrip have a relationship, uh that's already been there. Larry Mack, I think Larry Mack would do a good job. Larry Mack's been Uh, One of the three commentators before it kind of sucks that he got demoted. Uh, I I wouldn't mind seeing him come back, but if they really, if Fox really wanted to get the best broadcasting crew, period, because you're you're up against Dale Jr. and Stevie Letart and Jeff Burton. Don't forget Jeff Burton. My job. (laughs) Somebody bring me my ice (laughs) cream. a lot of mercy. Okay. So uh yeah, um you know, if you brought in a Tony Stewart and set them, that was your three Mike Joy, Tony Stewart, and Clint Bowyer, you might you might have the best broadcasting uh crew uh available for the NASCAR team. Uh okay, so let's let's move shift this shift gears real quick. Jeff Gordon basically taking a head role uh at Hendrick Motorsports. He said something very interesting in the pre-race guys. He said that Back in his time, he, him and Dale, they were. They did Saturday Night Live. They did. Uh, they did the uh, the late night shows. They did things mainstream, right? Um, rumor is Chase Elliott could be playing the next Bachelor on ABC. Is that a good move? As we've moved NASCAR to a world stage, is this is, <laughs> is Jeff Gordon in the right? I mean, could no he be the way. one behind? Look, Jeff Gordon can call anybody in Hollywood, okay? Jeff Gordon is a world-known athlete, okay? Laugh if you want to, but Jeff Gordon carries a certain stage that uh, only a few drivers have ever held, and Dale Jr. is one of them. But, but Jeff Gordon can call people in Hollywood. He is he's connected. Chase Elliott being the bachelor, man, does that – does that, is that uh, the type of exposure that NASCAR needs to be back on the world stage? Mm.
1: No
3: way. Get out no. of there. No.
1: I agree. I agree, and here's here's why, if Kaz isn't going to expand on his thought.
3: No, I don't need to. Okay. I'm laughing too I... so much. I can't.
1: Yeah, I think it's hilarious, and here's why. I don't know how many weeks The Bachelor takes place uh, over. I don't watch that crap. Uh, That's like watching The Voice or anything else. Um, It's going to take his focus off of racing. I'm sorry. He needs to concentrate on getting this new car and... Learning it. If they were maybe four or five years into this new car, well, then maybe. But first year on a new car, I don't really think that that's going to be beneficial to NASCAR. I think that, uh, you know, I, I think it's a waste of time and energy. They want to do Saturday Night Live. That's great. That's one. That's that's one night. It's an hour and it's recorded. Uh, I like
2: your I like where you're going with that, Craig. I like that you put that in there, that you added that to your, to your answer. And, and I and I can't further it that. I I, I don't think there's there's a need to. Um, I think that NASCAR should do what it needs to do to get on a world stage. I think that Jeff Gordon understands that type of uh, what it takes to get there because, of course, he helps you know his own brand, uh, so he can definitely. Uh, help one of his, help these drivers uh, get that type of notoriety, but whether or not you actually want to expose yourself. A guy who we barely know anything about, Chase Elliott, who kind of lives on the farm. You know, what what happens on the farm stays on the farm uh, with Chase Elliott. You know, he, he doesn't leave his compound very much. So I, I, it, would be, it would be interesting to see him, you know, kind of expose his life like that. Uh, but as you said, uh, Craig, I think that there's other outlets that you can do to kind of get these guys on a world stage. I don't know if y'all were listening to uh, to NASCAR radio today, but I did. And to hear these other countries and in in these other languages like Portuguese and uh, Spanish and uh, they they played several of them today on Sirius XM, uh, I, I thought it was amazing to hear the, the, the world stage like Daytona Five hundred was on a world stage, and uh it, and you didn't really you don't really grasp that until you hear the excitement of how these races are called in other languages and I really thought that that was a great insight uh to where this sport is going i, I said it what last week a couple of weeks ago NASCAR finally gets it right They finally get it. Racing is a world sport, and that's the, that those are the uh, crevices that we need to tap into. Um, to, to make the sport as big as it once was, now, with that said, we're gonna to move to the Bubble Wallace topic real quick because thank God we only have five more minutes before we shift gears into something completely different. So I'm gonna give this five minutes, six minutes that we have, and we're gonna talk real quick. Bubble Wallace was dejected. he was he was pissed off. basically, he even called attention on Twitter to basically the guy who won possibly had cheated tires. Um, that type of thing, which is kind of childish. Um, he made a statement that he could give everybody a million bucks and people would still hate him. I was ready to give Bubble Wallace a lot of credit, man. The guy stuck around all race long. He finished second. He was he was you know he was within this of winning the Daytona 500. And one of the guys uh, on the radio today said, "Hey, you know, it's great that Austin Cindric won, but just imagine the hype behind what would have happened if Bubba Wallace had won, and how that would put how that would stage the set for world dominance."
0: <laughs> but
2: I figure you guys have a little bit different perspective. Um, the negativity, man, is that really what we're is that what we're going to focus on with Bubba Wallace from here on out? Uh, tell me, because uh, I, I'm I'm intrigued by this guy. Knowing that he's actually got a little, bit, the one time that we can say, "Hey, you know, great job," he's basically cutting our throats, saying, "You know, that nobody's, everybody's going to hate him because he's a black race car driver." I, I don't, I don't really get that guy.
1: You know, here's let me dive in for a minute, Chris. I know in my section, uh, at least like the first three or four rows, they were chanting "Wreck Bubba," uh, and it was very loud. I mean, y'all couldn't hear it on the t v but it was loud from where we were sitting, and then uh, yeah, I'll bring that up in a second. um it was very loud, part of me was like, you know, if Bubba wins this race and he wins it free and clear, it's great for it's great for him, it's great for nascar
2: but. but Um, If
1: dog's on the loose uh,
2: Yeah, a dog was doing
1: something he shouldn't have been um, the, dog, uh, the dog was loose I don't know Yeah <laughs> um, I would Part of me wanted to see him win it And then part of me wanted him to finish second again He was super dejected As far as him saying he could give fans a million dollars And they still wouldn't root for him You know what That's part of NASCAR you know, we all hear and you heard horse it. Horseshit.
2: That's horseshit you give heard- me a million dollars. I don't care who you are. If you wrote me a check for a million dollars, I'm gonna send you a Christmas card. Every yeah. fucking year. I'm even gonna get it
1: <laughs> I'm even gonna get it from the Hallmark store and I'm gonna spend seven dollars on it. Um <laughs> or at least but, until I you know, <laughs> Yeah. Um Here's another thing that I got was kind of funny was now we've all heard Kyle Bush get booed on television. Okay. We've all heard the booze on television. I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt that it is much louder. And Chris, you know this too. It is much louder in person. The part of that is that what I'm getting at with that is, Kyle Busch don't give two shit. Nope. What's that old saying? Haters motivate? Yeah. Well, guess what? Bubba should take that saying right be more there. Like Kyle. And, be more like Kyle. Be more like Kyle. Be more like Kyle. I actually wanted to see Kyle win because, and I know I had Kurt, but I wanted to see Kyle win. That car looked far worse in person then it looked on <laughs> the television. Let me tell, yeah, let yeah. Me tell you. <laughs> there was there was shit oh my like, if that son of bitch wins this race <laughs> that will be a that will be a GFY to everybody in this state.
0: And he almost did it. He almost
2: did it. Look, so so Taz, are you more like are you more like Craig? Be more like Kyle? Should he embrace the villain? Why does Bubba want everybody to like him so much? Is that part of the guilty conscience that he was that he basically in himself feels maybe kind of like a fraud uh, because of how he's gotten all this attention? Um, please, play psychology for a minute, Taz. Get us, let us, let us see into the wonderful brain of the Tasmanian Devil and how he feels, Bubba Wallace uh, about the whole Bubba Wallace situation.
3: Well, Bubba Wallace, or should we? now call him instead of hubba bubba baby bubba pop uh should embrace the kyle bush villain we need that personality inside of him bring it out man stop being like denny hamster and looking like the good guy that we all you're just gonna put your fancy famous curtain in front of him make yourself look like the good guy just be like the kyle bush
2: and the more you He's run, run villain, from it, the harder it's going to be.
3: Because Kyle did
2: run from the villain at first as well. But but then he eventually embraced it. No. It had to have been a culture shock for Kyle, who had never really faced the, the boos and the criticism until that wreck with Dale Jr. at Richmond. It changed his whole career. But Kyle didn't suck his thumb because of it. He embraced it and become the villain of the sport. And now he's kind of run his reign as the villain because, of course, he's a seasoned veteran who probably, you know, we're going to start counting the, the, the dates, you know, is it going to be his year for the Daytona 500? we got several drivers. As we, we need to stay on topic here, guys. We've got several guys who have yet to win that Daytona 500. Brad Keselowski, Martin Truex Jr., uh, we, we just said Kyle Busch. Uh, these guys are, you know, they're running out of time. Uh, so, uh, you know, um as they get to this certain stage in their career, they lose the villain ship and become more of the uh, the uh, people like the root for the underdog, I guess, so to speak, and, and the has-been. Uh, so uh, well, you know. Bubba, Bubba will be the villain left at the table. Who joins him, we've yet to see. I think that Kyle Larson could possibly win so many races that he, uh, it's the Kyle and Kyle show, you know, the Kyle, Kyle, and Bubba show. I don't expect Kyle Larson to forever be embraced the way that he is if he continues to win like he did last season. It, it won't take but two or three seasons of Ken win years before people are throwing their remote at the freaking TV because they're tired of seeing yeah. Larson stink up the show all the time. Him. They did it with Jimmy Johnson. I mean, yeah, exactly, Craig Moore. They've done it with Kyle Busch. So, you know, it is what it is.
1: Now, well, uh, and I think. Was... I... go ahead. I don't, I don't think, and then we'll move on. I'm sorry, but I, I don't. It didn't help Bubba when he cried about a fake noose in the garage. And then he went after NASCAR to have him ban the Confederate battle flag. It um, was already he banned. Most people yeah, but didn't even he it. it was banned years
2: before. They told us in right, 2016 he, or 2017 that we could no longer just uh, played the Confederate flag on a pole. It, they didn't take it away from the campers by no means because some of them were decorated in it. But they, they they basically said no hanging the poles with the Confederate flag on it. So, you know, I mean, sure, now he's got it completely banned, but, you know, I didn't see them turn anybody around because they had a Confederate flag on the front of their truck, you know, and what you hang in your campers, your damn business. So, you know, he can say that he got the Confederate flag banned uh, from NASCAR, but all you got to do is go in the campground and go climb up to somebody's camper, and there she's going to be, you know, hanging there. There was uh, about seven of them in our campground. <laughs> I swear to you. So, I mean, you know, he didn't really do much of anything. He attached his name to something, kind of similar to the socialist health care that we have that we call Obamacare, you know? I mean, that's, uh, that's the hubba-bubba rule, or uh, as the baby-bubba-what, the baby-what-what-what-is-the-new-nickname Has
3: Hubba bubba pop or hubba
2: baby pop. Hubba bubba baby pop. Hubba bubba baby no, pop. No,
3: no, no, Drop, drop the bubble. That's like it's the monkey. Hubba, baby pop.
2: That's like the the monkey. The, what was the Pepsi? Uh, the Mountain Dew commercial or whatever. The the monkey monkey dog. What was it? Oh Whoa, no! Oh,
1: come on. oh pop, no! Do you remember what
0: I'm talking about? Listening to the you
1: football. trying to remember this is like watching a monkey screw a <laughs> football. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> <it's> bad. <laughs>
2: It's making for bad radio. <laughs> All right, so let's go to the next segment. This is uh, We're going to move on into our local uh, segment that's really not kicked off yet, uh, but we, we don't have a guest on this week. It'll give me a minute once Taz gets done with his stuff to kind of tell you guys about who we have coming on next week and what we've got coming up down here. In the dirty south, uh, Mississippi, we got our uh, racetracks come to life. As a matter of fact, ours comes to alive uh, alive this weekend up in Magnolia. But I'll send it to Taz. I think he's got some stuff to update us on as well from his part of the country. Taz Taylor, what's been going on in the northeastern dirt track area? What you got for us, buddy?
3: Well, from well, before I get into what's going to happen this weekend and get into detail about that. Um, the Short Track Super Series Modified and Crate 602 Sportsman had their, um, their fun in the sun at Florida of All Tech Raceway from February 8th all the way to February 12th. February 8th was a practice day. Uh, February 9th was the first day of racing. The Modifieds had a 30 lap $4,000 win feature. The winner went to, uh, Matt Shepard. While the Crate 602 Sportsman, after DQs and, penali- and penalties handed out, uh, Steve Davis won the Crate 602 Sportsman 25-lap $1,500 win feature. Then on Thursday, February 10th, the 35-lap $5,000 win modified uh, race went to Lightning Larry White to pick up his first ever Short Track Super Series uh, win in his career, Uh Of course, another DQ happened in the Sportsman feature that led to Scott Hitchens getting the $1,500 to win 25-laps feature. Friday, February 11th, the 40-lap $6,000 to win modified feature went to another first-time Short Track Super Series winner. Uh, That is Michael Mareska, the 2020 Fonda Speedway Track Champion, Uh, picked up a $6,000 fee check. The 30-lap $2,000 to win Crate 602 Sportsman feature after another DQ happened went to Michael Ballestero. And then Saturday, February 12th would have had a 50-lap $8,000 to win uh, winner along with a Crate 602 Sportsman 30-lap $2,000 winner. But Rain kind of beat that one out, but... (sighs) This weekend will be the first of six races for the Short Track Super Series Elite Series. What's so elite about this series? Well, these six races are paying at least $25,000 to the winner of these races. And the Elite Series points champion will be earning themselves a $25,000 paycheck at the end of the year. And these six races
0: um,
3: are all over the country, and they start this weekend in South Carolina at the place Mama warned you about, known as Cherokee Speedway. Um, For that one right, for the Elite Series schedule, Thursday through Saturday, February 24th through 26th. It's practice day on Thursday the 24th. Um, The Elite Series will be running. We'll get to the schedule before we get to this weekend's event. So the first round is this weekend at Cherokee Speedway, the place Mama warned you about at Gaffney, South Carolina, is for the Rebel 50, 50 laps, $25,000 to win, $1,000 for 16th, $500 to start. Then on March 10th through the 12th, that weekend, with a rain day of March 13th, this Elite Series will go to Georgetown Speedway in Georgetown, Delaware for the Melvin L. Joseph Memorial 49-lap feature, $25,000 to win, $1,000 for 16th, $500 to start. Saturday, April 2nd with a rain date of April 3rd at Orange County Fair Speedway in Middletown, New York for the hard clay open 50 lap modified feature $25,000 win $1,000 to $16,500 to start on Sunday, September 4th with a rain date of September 5th at Utica Rome Speedway in Vernon, New York for the New Yorker 50, 50 laps, $25,000 win $1,000 to $16,500 to start. Then the weekend of Saturday, or of Thursday through Saturday, September 15th through 17th for the rain day of September 18th. It's the annual Fonda 200 at Fonda Speedway. 200 laps, $53,000 to win with $1,000 to to, to start. And the weekend of Thursday through Saturday, October 13th through 15th, With a rain day of October 16th at the Port Royal Speedway, it's the return of the Speed Showcase $250,000 to win, $1,000 to start. Now, for the weekend event schedule for the Elite Series kickoff at Gaffney, South Carolina, Cherokee Speedway. February 24th will be open practice. All divisions welcome. Gates open at 4. Cars on track at are on track from six o'clock to ten o'clock p.m. Range admission free. Pit admission is twenty-five dollars. Kids twelve and under are free. Friday, February twenty-fifth, the Penske Racing Shocks qualifying night. Short track Super Series Modifieds will have twenty-lap modified, twenty-lap qualifying races, paying a thousand dollars to win. In the Crate Six Hundred Two Sportsman, will be in action as well. They'll have fifteen-lap crate six or fifteen-lap qualifiers paying $500 to win, plus the Mid-East Street Stocks, $1,000 to win for their feature, and the Thunder Bomber, $700 to win for their feature. Gates open at 4, hot laps at 7, racing at 7.45. And Saturday, February 26th, the modified Rebel 50 for $25,000 to win, and along with the Crate 602 Sportsman, 30 laps for their feature, $2,000 to win, uh, they'll have, of course, B-Mains for both the Modifieds and Sportsman's will be on tap. The Midi Street Stocks, $1,500 to win feature. And the Sharp Mini Late Models, a $1,000 to win. Gates open at 2 o'clock. The John Schneider Meet and Greet merch trailer open is open from 3 to 4 p.m. That's right. From Dukes of Hazard, John Schneider will be in South Carolina at this track. I believe he'll be the serve as the grand marshal if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the drivers meeting at 430 hot laps at 5 racing at 6 o'clock. And of course, uh, if weather plays a factor, well, February 27th will uh, play as a date to come back at. So, of course, if you can't make it to South Carolina, you can catch all the action on flow racing. $150 for the yearly subscription. And of course, the purse in total for this 50-lap main event is looking of over $80,000. And some of the drivers to look out for in this race and possibly the entire Elite Series will be none other than Spraker New York's Gander from the Gander Outdoor Truck Series, Mister Freeze, Stuart Freezin, who won at the inaugural Short Track Super Series event at Cherokee Speedway back in May of 2020. Um, and then we're, we're going to expect to see Run Run Eric Rudolph from out of Ransomville, New York. Going to see guys like the Batman Peter Britton, the Australia native, well, originally out of Australia, but currently resides in Weedsport. And then, of course, going to have guys like Superman, Matt Shepard, uh, Michael Maresca. Um, a lot of names, a lot of drivers, a lot of money on the line. Again, you can watch, if you can't make it to the track live this weekend, you can catch all the action on flowracing.tv, $150 for a yearly subscription, and you're going to get your money's worth because... There's a lot of tracks and a lot of racing coverage to get for that 150 bucks, and that's about it from my side of the local wrap-up. righty,
2: that's right. Uh, so I've got a little bit of a uh, little bit of news there uh, to fill you guys in. On uh, so uh, this weekend, Pete Walton uh, from the USCS Sprint Car Series, they're going to be down at the uh, Southern Raceway. Uh, you can uh, go down there to the Southern Raceway and see some great racing this weekend. He's uh, in the middle of his – it's the Battle at the Beach, as a matter of fact, special event. Uh, two huge nights, uh, so uh, they're going to have a $1,000 to win on Friday night, $1,500 to win on late model sportsman cars. Uh, let's see, they Pure Stock Stingers racing on friday and saturday night modified a thousand dollars to win both nights uh and uh, they'll also have the mini sprints and the vintage cars uh on saturday night for the vintage cars mini sprints are going to be racing both nights it's the battle of the beach the reason why we're bringing this to y'all's attention as well is because uh we're going to have a special guest next week pete walton from the USCS sprint cars he's going to be on our show Uh, as they get ready to go down to the Hub City uh, battle at Hattiesburg Speedway. This weekend as well, you can go up to the North Mississippi to Magnolia uh, Motor Speedway uh, and check out the World of Outlaws. They're going to be there this weekend Um, on Friday. Let's see. I believe it's a Friday night show at the MAG. Um, so you'll be able to see all the big stars of the sprint car world in the world of outlaws. Um, That is going to be February, Friday, February 25th at Magnolia Speedway.
1: Um,
2: Also, Why Not Motorsports Park kicks off their season um, March 4th and 5th, so uh, it's the Battle of the States, I believe the ninth annual Battle of the States, uh, that's always a huge event for Why Not Motorsports Park. There's a lot of money on the line if you'll just come out and race with us. But if not, then you ride down to the Hub City uh, Madness at uh, Hattiesburg Speedway for the Sprint Cars USCS Sprint Car Extravaganza. I would love to be there, but uh, we kick our far season at, at, at uh, Why Not Motorsports Park, so we will not be able to attend the two-day event down at Hattiesburg. Unfortunately, we'll have to miss this year. Uh, but, uh, yep, yeah, we're kicking things off. and really excited. I was trying to get uh, get a little bit of pay information there for the Battle of the State. Let's see if I can pull it up real quick. I believe it's oh, – let's we'll see real quick. I was trying to get it all together. Taz kind of ran out of time out before I could get it all situated. Pit passes are going to be $20 on Friday. It's going to be uh, practice night, March 5th. Uh, pit passes are going to be $35. General admission for adults is $15 uh, on Saturday night. So, uh, you know, that's a fairly low ticket price for such a big event. Uh, the factory stock is going to be racing for 600 to win. Um, let see, the Up Modifieds will be racing for $1,000 to win. There will also be a $200 bonus for the Top Finishing Crate USA Modified Sportsman, if uh, they combine that class together. Crate Racing USA Sportsman will be racing for $1,000 to win. Uh, that's cool. Also, shout-out to Camper Kingdom. They're going to add $500 to the winner first for the Crate Racing USA Late Models. So now the winner of the Crate Racing USA Late Models main event will receive a $2,000 cash prize. So I want to thank Andrew with Camper Kingdom. Uh, he has a YouTube channel that showcases new campers demonstrates their capabilities. You can find that uh, on the Why Not More Sports Park Facebook page if you are looking for that. The street stocks are battling for $1,200 to win Saturday night. Now, that's a lot of money there. So uh, I believe the Hot Shot Stingers cars, those will be racing as well. They'll be racing uh, for, I believe, $200. Uh, but uh, just uh, make sure that you are gearing up. For the the upcoming weekends, as racing kicks off in your area, and hopefully uh, Craig Moore will be able to uh, go around to his area neck of the woods and uh, tell us a little bit about what's going on in their short track action as well as we bring Craig back on. Um, that's kind of all I've got right now, Taz Taylor.
1: Yeah, we don't have um, Henry County. Motorsports Park has not posted anything yet on their Facebook or their website. Um, Well, I'm looking on their website to see what they got. Uh, Friday, March, they're they're off this weekend. Friday, March 4th uh, is open practice. And then points opening night, MC IMCA Mod Light, uh, Late Models, 4.6 Fords, Top Gun Sprint, and the VA Warriors on the 5th. So um, that's the 2022 schedule. What they had over the last couple of weeks was just, I don't want to say preseason, but pretty close to it. I do need to spot in real quick.
2: If you want to watch some of the USDS sprint car racing, if you want to, uh, I told Mister Pete I would I would put this in there, and I completely forgot Dirt Two Media. I believe it's twenty five dollars one night, forty dollars for both nights. They uh, you can watch what's going on down at Southern Raceway. You could also watch on the internet what happens at Hattiesburg Speedway uh, the following weekend, next weekend as well. Um, so uh, it's Dirt Two mediacom They are a speed sport a partnership with Speed Sport Channel. Uh, so But uh, you're able to get the pay-per-view through those as well. Remember that, dirt2media.com. Uh, uh, on the agenda for the Hub City 200, of course, it's a Friday and Saturday night show. Uh, Pure Streets Modified, Stingers, Mini Sprints are on the agenda. So uh, go check out the winter heat uh, next weekend at the Hub City 200. Yeah, you got your choice between the Battle of the States, or you've got uh, Hattiesburg Speedway. Uh, both two big shows. There's going to be racing on Friday night and Saturday night uh, at Hattiesburg. There's going to be practice on Friday night and racing on Saturday. So if you're a big time fan, go down to Hattiesburg on Friday night, and we'll be glad to see you Saturday night up at our place at the House of Hook, Why Not Motorsports Park. Uh, sorry about that, Craig, but I had to get that tagged in there real quick,
1: buddy. No, that's all right. That's all right. So, um, like I said, next Saturday night it's going to start all back up. Uh, they are racing this weekend, but it's they don't have anything listed. Uh, yeah, Miss Lee. Yeah, um, they don't really have anything listed. They, they, they were uh, they were talking about after Swamp Cabbage Fest this weekend. Uh, which is a big thing in this area. Uh, the Swamp Cabbage Festival is this weekend, to which and um, so after that they're going to have some races. But I think it's just going to be time filler stuff. Uh, I'll try to incorporate because so many people will be in the area. Chris, you need to try to come down for that next year. Uh, I'll let you know how it tastes after I try it. But um, yeah, and they're not really doing nothing. The big stuff is all next weekend to which we're going to try to go before uh, the following weekend, which is bike week in Daytona. So I think we're pretty much ahead of schedule, are we not?
2: Yeah, it looks like we are, which is great. I mean, uh, I, mean I, I have a question
1: time, yeah. for you. I, since we got eight minutes left, seven minutes left in this segment, I got a question for you, okay. and I'm going to be pretty blunt. And I want to know, and I want to know what everybody thinks. Who in the hell does uh, Ricky Stenthouse think he is calling Keselowski rough? Is when spin out, grind
2: your gears moment? Oh, like. We were going to
1: the garage Saturday. We were going to the garage Saturday or Sunday, and we got up on his we got up on his pit, up on his garage doll, and somebody put up there, Wacky, no,
0: Wiki, Wiki Finn House. Spin house.
1: <laughs> we think it was what <laughs> Ken called them and
3: Hold on, let me. I think Teresa was on was on the right page, but it wasn't pronounced correctly. It's Racky Spin No,
1: House. no, the way that the kid, the way that it was written was <laughs> W I C K Y. W I C K Y. And then
0: Spinhouse. And then Spinhouse.
3: I think well, I have a picture of. He spelled his first name wrong. He spelled his first name I, wrong. He doesn't know how to spell I, Racky. They, right.
1: I think I have a picture of it on my phone. I'll have to see if I can find it and see if it'll come through. But, um, yeah, but I just got go to know. I just need to know, who the hell does Stenhouse think he is criticizing anybody's fucking driving skills? Like, for real. How many championships has Stenhouse won in the Cup Series? None? Thank you. How many has Kislowski won? One. Somebody? One. One. Okay. So he's already 100% times better than Ricky. It just, <laughs> you want to know what grinds my gears? That's what pisses me off. People who, him and Danica, I swear, have the, have the same amount of wrecked race cars and that have cost their owners drivers. Huh? All of them, I think she said. Um, I'm not a fan of
3: Dan, I'm sorry. No. But, but it's like,
1: who the hell does he ban- think she
3: is? I don't want to bash people, but wh- wherever this person went to school doesn't know how to spell wreck. He... Well,
1: first of all, the ki- it was a kid.
3: Okay. And he was I'll probably about little, four I'll years, five leeway. years old. I'll give a little leeway. And
1: he probably went to school in Fulton County, New York. <laughs> Have you seen the people from Goldbergville, Johnstown, Broadalbin? Uh, whoa, 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 and, whoa! Slow whoa. Whoa, your roll. Broadal- oh, Broadalbin is my not in Texas. Live in Texas. bad. I should not say that. My son went to. My son graduated from Broadalbin Perth. He was one of their starter pupils. But I just it, we thought we saw it. and We thought it was cute. Want that? Plus, he's got all of his teeth. Um, I just, that's what pisses me off. That's what grinds my gears. I've said what I had to say now. Um, I just can't believe it. Um, all right, so I guess it's Toast to Tweet. Yeah, I guess we'll
2: segue right into
1: Toast to Tweet. I hope you guys
2: have uh, gotten some good ones. I've had to narrow down some, so uh, I want to go ahead and Did read you put off a minute of Huh? Did you put your tweets in the toaster? Oh, yeah. This, this is a toasted tweet for sure. This is from Dustin yeah. I have not seen any. I don't know how you
1: guys see them, but I have not seen them. Seen what? These toasted tweets. Well, you're supposed
2: to find them yourself and present them.
1: I understand that, but I don't understand how, where you guys are finding them at, I guess, is so you'll have to explain I've it to me afterwards.
3: Uh, you got you, you gotta got find you. him on the on on the, the Tweety Bird uh On the Twitter, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. So this oh, is
2: Augustine okay. Albano. Uh, I'm not sure. Okay, he's uh so he's Albano. Let's see what if what he Oh, oh my Dustin god, Albino. I cannot believe. Albino, do you do you recognize
3: him? Who is that? He's a, he's a um he's a he graduated <laughs> of Ithaca College, I believe. Okay. So uh, he, he's, he's, a Nas- he's a NASCAR reporter for uh, somebody small, a, a smaller major network.
2: Yeah, he's not checkmarked. Most of the ones that we read are checkmarked, but this one, I've outlet this one. He says, quote, in quotation, the motherfucker in the 91, I've never seen someone switch so many lanes in my life. He makes Joey Logano look bad, Matt Crafton says on the 88 radio. How about that tweet?
3: Does Matt Crafton have much room to talk?
2: (laughs) Dustin is legit.
3: Um, Okay.
2: So uh, let's see if I can find the next one. Uh, NASCAR should never bring country music to a big event like this again. By all means,
3: that person has no flavor.
1: Now, I will say that it was a four-song set. It wasn't all that great, but, I mean, I like Luke Combs, but it was a four-song set. I wish they would have let him do a little bit more.
2: Here's a toasted tweet. My Bubble Wallace, ay yeah yeah, don't say goddamn illegal wheels with, a, with eyeballs checking out the prize, talking about the Penske cars having their wheels confiscated. Um, wasn't as dirty, didn't have uh, didn't have the sly little bad words in it. But all in all, that's a driver calling out another team for cheating. Is that something that's kind of not ethical uh, in, in in NASCAR? Normally, that's not what you want to bring attention to somebody else's uh, you know interpretation of the rule book, I guess. Uh, In all my 38-plus years of watching NASCAR, I've never seen a driver with a sense for air like Bubba. He'd have gave Senior a good run for his money. That was by the pit barrel, and a reply to that by Shane uh, said, I completely agree. I look forward to the day the statue of Dale Earnhardt at Daytona is replaced by the one of the great pioneer and driver of Bubba Wallace.
1: Wow that's a stretch and a half
2: Steve Wade at toaster tweet it's not a bad one races sold out action on track was excellent finish was riveting between two unexpected competitors the winner creates NASCAR lore and makes the Daytona 500 historic Truth is not seen anything like it in years opinion season off to a great start hashtag NASCAR and finally on the toaster tweet. It's from none other than country music and NASCAR just kind of goes together, Mr. Luke Combs. My grandfather was a courier who delivered paychecks to the drivers in Charlotte, so I grew up around it, grew up watching it with my grandfather. It was always something that I loved. Country music and NASCAR just kind of goes together is that Is that a kick at? Is all this a kick at what happened two weeks ago? I mean are they are they trying to show how light they are this week at Daytona? Am I, the, am, I, am I the only guy Catching that kind of uh, monotone No I, I think
1: that's exactly what it is.
0: <laughs>
1: All righty. is
0: First off well. you're in
1: Daytona First off you're in the home of NASCAR So that's second off Third What is I mean and I said this a couple of weeks ago With the LA Coliseum thing You've got to play to the masses they oh, did cool. rap and hip hop two weeks ago in LA because right. it fit with the demographics. Down there it fit with the demographics. Down here it fit okay. with the demographics. I cannot wait to see what the concert's like in Portland, Oregon. I'm just really excited about
2: that one. I mean that that that's that, it's got to be a jam band or something like that down from Seattle. It's gotta be. Maybe maybe the rebirth of Nirvana or something. Uh, toasted tweets don't translate so well to radio. I think the visual is so much better. Uh, and I agree with Lee. I, I take that criticism. Toasted tweets are supposed to be a little bit more spicy. It's supposed to be a little bit more
0: uh,
2: um, controversial. We'll try to stick to that side. I, I do. I do like some of the tweets that are you know, a little bit nicer, a little bit kinder, and being that this is coming off of a weekend with a lot of positivity, I kind of kept that uh, in mind when I was uh, filling out my toasted tweets, so yeah, it is, a it's a fun segment, It it, it is kind of dry today, there, there's not much humor in the ones that I read, but uh, we haven't got the real NASCAR fans out yet that piss on this and piss on that, and this sucks, and fuck all these people, and I hate freaking NASCAR, and NASCAR's been dead since Dale Junior. died. I mean, since Dale died. So, oh,
0: oh,
1: please don't oh, let oh.
0: anything
1: speaking to Speaking of Jr. that, <laughs> speaking of that, now that you bring that up, Chris, uh, riding up to Daytona on the riding up to the Daytona on the bike on Friday, um, Teresa was in the car. I was riding on the bike. I'm listening to uh, Dave Moody. Some guy calls and says he he's criticizing he's criticizing NASCAR and the car and this new car but he hasn't watched nascar since dale earnhardt died well if you heard, it, did you hear it were you listening no, to
2: that no no if you could have heard, dave, heard moody. dave moody
1: if you could have heard dave moody he he roasted that guy that guy was like uh, uh, he he was like he got caught with a uh, with his pecker in his hand in, in a oh, movie theater. I well, I, I promise
2: I'll see Wee Herman. Huh? Uh, so, so I, I was listening to Corey LaJoy and Danielle Trotta, and uh, Carter called in and asked uh, how how the numbers on the door affected the race, and uh, Corey LaJoy's only response was, "I believe if they were face forward, it made them go a little faster." So.
1: You know what was nice to see? You know what was nice to see, and I didn't see it in the L.A. race, but I saw it, obviously, Sunday, was it was nice to see the Wood Brothers car have the gold on the door and not not just white. They brought it to NASCAR. The team brought different gold color to NASCAR. NASCAR said, sure, but only... The door. And, you know, so it was nice to see, it was nice to see that.
2: The Golden 21. All righty.
1: Well, that's Toasted Tweet
2: segment. I believe we will roll right into, uh, what's what's next on the itinerary there?
3: That's
2: okay. Taylor. Hey, I, hey,
3: hey! You're missing a couple micros this week. What the heck? Oh yeah, 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 yeah! Please,
2: please give us tips some, and some tweets, Dad. That'll be better. right. First things
3: first. Breaking news from this weekend. Uh, coming out of the Hendrick camp, Mister Face that runs the place, Chief Elliott, just signed a contract extension through 2027. Five years. Oh great. Anyways, still was with the company since he was 15. Yeah, go ahead. Let's Great. see. What do I got? Some of these are more visual. Um, all right, got a good one. Remember five years ago when people were swearing up and down Cindric would be nothing in NASCAR? Where are those people it's now? Hashtag NASCAR, hashtag Daytona 500.
1: It's a
2: crapshoot. I mean, he hasn't proven anything yet. I expected him to get a win, right? Or be a be a contender at road course races. I was kind of hesitant to think that he would do anything yet uh, on shorter tracks, or possibly. But it's a crapshoot. It's Daytona. Any anybody and everybody has a chance to win this race yeah. if they if they're around at the end. Um, so yeah, you know, prove prove that next week. Prove that this week at California. Then we'll be able to assess where where Austin Sender really sits on that scale, whether or not he could be a future champion in the sport. What else you got, Taz?
3: Let's see. If somebody ever tells you NASCAR is boring, is boring, immediately throw out their opinion. Hashtag Daytona 500.
2: As I said two weeks ago, when they were uh, when plenty of
3: criticism was coming
2: on, nobody cares about your opinion. Nobody cares. Like nobody, Nobody really cares. We're all past the point – of the negativity. We know that these people hate NASCAR, but yet they seem to show up every weekend just to tell us how much they hate it. So right. nobody cares about your negative opinion. Uh, keep them coming because, uh, you know, haters are our fuel, right? I mean, that's that's what makes the sport so great. Um, you you have people who will continue to bash the sport. I Do I think the sport's headed in the right
3: direction? You're damn right I do. And I got one more. Well, right. if someone could spell financial, right? Yeah, uh, <laughs> this would be even better. But if you were wrecked by Brad Keselowski in the 2022 Daytona 500, you may be entitled to financial compensation. He did redo the meme
2: because the meme became the meme itself. Uh, with yes, yeah, he couldn't spell
3: financial right
2: So, uh, ally, ally should be there. Sounds like Brad K needs needs ally needs an ally. Do it right, ally financial. Yes. Yeah. So uh, that was our segment (laughs) for Toasted Tweets, as Ms. Lee said. I think she would have rather watched paint dry uh, than to have to deal with this this segment if we're not going to be able to get the spicy stuff. But like I said, I think this this week was a little bit different. The haters will rise next week. We'll have plenty of naysayers, plenty of people who want to talk crap about NASCAR. I just think that this week everybody was in shock. Like we had full racetrack, we had fans everywhere. There was excitement. A five-hour pregame show, uh, man. I tell you what. The only problem that I had with the five-hour pregame show was they had zero postgame show, and on TV. So that 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 was uh, that that. If we want to bring back to grind your gears, that's what grinded my freaking gears. When it was the Daytona Five Hundred was over, it was literally over, and there was no no post race or anything like that. I would save an hour out of the five-hour pre-race show for a little bit of a post-race show. Bring back Kenny and the crew. Let's do uh, let, let let's do some kind of post. Bring put Dave to Spain there, please. Just give us something, please. Don't just cut us off like that because uh, you know you're riding such a great high. It was a great finish of the Daytona 500, um, and then and then it was over with. And it's time to watch the Simpsons. So uh, um, not not really how I wanted to see. Uh, the Great American Race end, Uh you know, without uh, without much commentary in the end. Uh, but thank goodness we have internet and stuff so that we can, of course, tap in if we're really interested in that. Um, so we've got a caller. Could be Mr. CJ Sports giving in pick. his picks. Mr. CJ Sports, you must be calling in to give us your picks.
1: Wait, he's going to give us picks two weeks in a row? Holy shit. He's up bad since bedtime. <laughs>
3: Wait, hold on. Mr. CJ is second to last to pick. So, uh, hey, uh, Mr. Chris, uh, who kept on wrecking this week, apparently, uh, you go pick first, Xfinity and Cup. Oh, I get to pick first. Oh, my God. You pick first, and then, Miss Lee, you're on deck.
2: So, it's Xfinity and the Cup Series, Um, 44 cars on the Xfinity. Affinity list uh, of course jaws dropped this past week with Austin Hill. Uh, can he do can he repeat? I'm not really sure. I don't think so. I I expect these children's cars to be fast though. So I do and and great a great way for childrens to move right on in right with Sheldon Creed and Austin Hill. Those are great additions to their uh, to, to to their franchise. Um, let's see AJ Allmendinger's in the 16 car. What's some of the uh, what's the other uh, colleague racing? Daniel Hamrick in the eleven car. Oh man, Landon the Castle in the ten. I I, I was surprised uh, with Landon Castle. He had a great run uh, this past he weekend did. in both in both series as well. So um, let's see. Just want to make sure as I go over this list real quick that I don't
0: miss anybody.
2: Ty Gibbs, man, I gotta go with Ty Gibbs uh, in the Xfinity series, guys. Um, I mean, he, he he was a blister last year. Uh, didn't really, his name wasn't mentioned much at uh, Daytona, uh, but this is more of a track where you know we'll start seeing the Toyotas creep back where they belong. Uh, so I, I'm very confident in my pick. At least I'm going to score some points this weekend. I'll keep my fingers crossed. Uh, Ty Gibbs is my pick. The Xfinity win. We're going to move on over to the Cup side, and uh, you know, there's several guys that I just don't know where they're at right now. I'm not going to jump on the Kevin Harvick bandwagon just yet, though. He would be one in past years that I'd really be uh, interested in and 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 ha- uh, seeing this weekend.
0: You know,
2: you, you it's, I heard it earlier. It's either going to be Kyle Larson or Tyler Reddick. Guys, you know, I'm going to go with uh, – I'm, I'm going to shoot for the fences, man. I'm going with Chase Elliott. Woo! I know, right? I'm going for points, man. I'm stuck down here in the bottom. I got to do something. All right. So, uh, Chris I'm said – I'm leaving Larson and Reddick on the table. But uh, I'm definitely, said. I'm going for points. I got Chase Elliott. This is what hurt me last year when I started trying to protect my lead because I, because I was afraid – uh, you know, and I really got off track. I'm once again trying to dig myself out of this hole. Didn't work for me last year. I don't know why I'm headed back to that strategy. Uh but uh hey, I'm I'm confident, man. Ty Gibbs in the Xfinity series, Chase Elliot in the Cup series. All right. right.
3: Chris said Gibbs and Chase Elliott. Miss Lee said uh Almendinger. A J Dinger, for the Xfinity series. And then um, for the cup side, she goes two in a row from the Teletubbies. La la. That means Kyle Larson. Craig, so, you're up.
1: I so I didn't know I, I didn't know if it was me or CJ. Uh, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Nigger and Xfinity. I agree with uh, I agree with Miss Lee, but I'm going to go totally different than what she did I believe it's going to be a Hendrick driver but I don't believe it's going to be um, I don't believe it's going to be Larson I I believe that it's going to be uh, uh, William Byron
0: Wow Ooh, Ooh. willing no
2: other reason Go ahead oh, You're making your picks, too you have oh, the table. Of...
1: Uh, I I just I don't know. I I think it's gonna be a I think it's gonna be a bow tie, but everybody picks Larson to win. And do we expect it from him? Yeah, sure. He even said in his Q and A on Saturday that last year was unbelievable. Um, you know, and we've got some video from that that we'll put up once we get it all downloaded to the computer. Um, but I, I, so much emphasis is put on Larson that you, you gotta steer away from him because you're gonna do what Miss Lee did last year, and that's bring bad juju. Yeah, uh, Kevin
2: Harvick did me. I mean, he, that's another thing that was my downfall last year. I just kept believing Harvick was gonna repeat what he had done listen, the year before. So I, I like your strategy, Craig.
3: Listen, Miss Our Production Manager, Mrs. Lee, I'm gonna boost you up a bit. She may have, she may bring bad juju to start, but hey, at least she finished podium on the overall points when it was all said and done last year.
0: For sure,
2: for sure. So this is, uh, of course, it's not going to be you, Taz, because you scored a perfect 22 uh, all in all races. But I guess this will be uh, our, our fearless leader. We're, we're going to bring him on real quick. Uh, Mr. CJ Sports, you are live and on the air. Uh, what is your picks, my friend?
0: Right. Um, I'm going with no aggression
1: in the Xfinity series, right. and Kyle Bush in the Cup series. Wow. Of course, you're going with Bush. No,
3: no yeah, aggressive gosh. and no aggressive and and Bushy. But, uh, never mind. I can't say his name on live radio.
1: Bush. <laughs> yeah, cause. Oh that is fucked. It's been said three times tonight. <laughs> 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 All right, we'll make that marker.
2: Well, it's okay. We're podcast. It doesn't matter.
1: People want. To yeah. Well, I'll send a, a message here. in a minute. Oh God, do we get in trouble? No, but we have a potential to get somebody. That their last name starts with an E, so we need to clean it up so we can send them a podcast.
3: Oh
2: man! Oh, oh was... no! Well, I mean, no, I, I'm not. If that's what it takes, Craig, I would rather be us any day than ask somebody who thinks they're too good to hear a little cuss words. Uh, because if you listen to Door Bumper Clear, as a matter of fact, okay. I believe I heard Daniel Trotta t- today say something about uh, 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 yeah. shitting in the woods or something like that. So um yeah it's, it's it's part of it's part of culture these days the old days of ooh, he said a cuss word I, I just i don't i don't think uh i think i think those people are no longer relevant in conversation i know there's still some that hang on to the fact that, and of course when you're in business relationships i would not advise uh you to talk uh the way that we talk but uh you know this is a podcast it's fun and uh, i don't see anything wrong with it uh especially uh Mr C J Sports so he he doesn't have a problem with it. Uh but uh so now that'll leave you Taz Taylor. Taz Taylor, what are your picks? Who are your picks? Well, are your
3: picks? And if you surprised. have an issue
2: with our vulgar language, if it's l- leave us a message. Let us know. Let us know. I'd love to know your opinion on it.
3: Taz Taylor, well, what you got? for the Xfinity side uh, there was one name mentioned, um, maybe me two, that I was eyeballing, and there was a few that I was surprised Chris didn't catch. Um, but my Xfinity pick be—I'm oh, going swinging for the fences, the fences here. There. I'm going Wait. swinging for the fences here. My Xfinity pick with an average finish of 2.0, is going to be out of the Stuart Haas camp of Riley Herbst.
2: Wow. Riley's not done much on the Xfinity level. That's interesting.
3: But he's had room on, to vote.
2: This could be his year. It could be his breakout. He's got plenty of money behind him. Riley Herbst.
3: On the on I'm to throw something in on the cup side, I was waiting for Chris to make this move, but Chris, I think you left the door wide open on this guy. I'm going with Vin Diesel Riddick. This could Tyler be the Reddick. this
2: could be the race. This could be the race for Tyler, and I don't want to jinx him. I'll be glad to give up this win to Taz if if uh, Tyler Riddick can get it done this weekend at at uh, at California. Um, i I really believe in this kid. I've said for the last couple of years that he is the real deal. Uh, I think this is his third full season in cups so uh, we'll, you know this is the year that he that he does something. This is the year that he breaks through and uh, we get a victory and and this could be the race that he gets it at it's a it's a high bank racetrack. this is right up his uh, uh, up his alley he loves he loves fast high side racetracks. And uh, Tyler Reddick is not a bad pick at all. Um, I would not be surprised to see Monday's headlines today. Read Tyler Reddick in victory lane. I'll just go ahead and throw that out there uh, for you, Taz. Uh, okay, all right. So I believe we are to the fan question. And not just question, but we have questions this this week. So I'll read the first question, which was presented by our – Uh, loyal listener Mr. Rebecca Uh, here is my question for Tuesday I'm watching the Daytona on Sunday and I noticed a few things and I have questions number one, what is the square flap attached with a cable on the hood that I saw flip open and close and number two when the 21 wrecked the bottom of the car looks nothing like cars I've seen what's up with that? Great questions and we are here to answer them and our best of ability. These are pretty pretty easy to to uh, to explain. First of all, the flap that you've seen that is that's the air control situation there. So anytime that these cars are drafting, uh, of course you've heard about the wind tunnels. They go to wind tunnels they, that makes the car aerodynamic. So these cars are very aerodynamic. When they get up underneath the car the way that they do at places like Daytona, you've got air that is you know, basically climbing over the over the mount of the hood, over the top of the roof, and sitting down to places. There's also air up underneath the race car. Now, what they tried to do with this race car they tried to put this race car as close to the pavement as possible. That's why you heard people say it, that there's no suspension, and uh, these cars are basically running flat on the track at Daytona because they were trying to get that car as low as possible to keep air from being able to come in. What those little flaps are is they're flaps to allow the releasing of air to that gets kind of stuck up underneath that race car and create drag. Uh, that that air has a place to release itself. And what happened, what had happened was Al Bush had been a little bit too close and had stayed a little bit too long on the rear bumper, which had forced that air up underneath the race car, needed somewhere to go as trapped, so it pops out of the hood, uh, of the hood, and uh, those, uh, those flaps, it was so much pressure that basically the flap could not fall back into place, and it basically got stuck uh, in an upward position. Now, we've seen a, a driver earlier that had been penalized for not having that connected onto their race car. The difference, the reason why Kyle Busch did not get a penalty is because even though it was flapping and disconnected from the, from the area that it was supposed to be in, Technically, that was a disadvantage for the driver because that air uh, was continuously up underneath the race car causing a drag as that airflow uh, continuously come out because the flap did not go back into place. I hope that I answered that to, to, to uh, the point of understanding. Uh, the second question the undercarriage of Harrison Burton's car, it, it looked like a Tesla. I know that was the first thing that a lot of people said uh, on Twitter and stuff was, wow, they couldn't believe that there was, you know. But once again, that that goes into the safety aspect of things. They didn't want, they didn't want air uh, being able to come up underneath. These cars, you're no longer going to see the sparks like we've seen so many times at Daytona at night where uh, where they go through and they spark as they bottom out on the racetrack. You're not going to see that anymore because there's nothing up underneath the car that uh, is exposed anymore. So this is a new way. This is more into the rally car and the IMSA type cars, the sports cars. Uh, this is kind of fitting more like them. Uh, but now what it also it creates a lot of that air that we just talked about, right? So these two are kind of similar. They're, they're, they work together there because that air is uh, – the car's aerodynamic. That air's got to go somewhere, so that's how they wind up in those vents and all uh, – of course, did that kind of have something to do with the car flipping? I can't wait to see what the data reads uh, from NASCAR when they get that back with Harrison Burton and, and the reason why that car created lift. I don't really think the undercarriage had anything to do with that. But once again, that is all about aerodynamics. That is a way to keep the car uh, as close to the ground as possible, being uh, that there is no ride height anymore. So, you know, you don't have to really control the ride height when the car's not going to bottom out on the racetrack. There's no way that that car can uh, bottom out on the racetrack. But uh, those are two birds uh, with one stone, and we appreciate you so much, Ms. Rebecca, for listening to our show. Uh, Shout-out to you. I know you had a tough night tonight. Uh, glad that you were able to get settled in with a little glass of wine and uh, able to catch the end of the show here. But we also, we out of nowhere this week, we got a second fan question. Uh, but, uh, 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 a fan now, Lily, I'm not sure where they're from uh, But uh, it was to our Surprise, we had a second Fan question, uh, Taz I, I believe I'll let you read that question
3: Yeah, so Lily asks, what do you guys Think about the new low profile Tires, so it looks like to me when they get A flat, it's much Harder to get back into the pits The wheel looks to get back into the pits, the wheel looks to have more of a tendency to spin when it's flat. What are you guys' opinions or observations? And the she, you're right in the aspect of that it spins when it's flat. Um, we know the tire situation, it's odd that with one lug nut, you're, I mean, gee, can't even get the things on right. Um, as we saw with Uh, The money team losing their wheel Uh, Justin Haley Lost the inner liner Um, But it it is Odd on the sense that when it's Flat it just kind of spins doesn't really Help like you can't really go anywhere With it I don't know if it's Because of the something Else reacting to the tire I don't I'm not really sure Chris might elaborate better than I can
1: There are no inner liners on these Tires this year yeah, we had that discussion in, pre, in pre-show. Uh, there is no yeah, interlater. Yeah. Goodyear that's decided that to go against them.
2: Yeah, I, I hate that we didn't get that squeezed in as we were talking about the lug nut and the tire issues. But, yeah, there was, like, Joey Logano. He was stuck in the turf and uh, could not get it out. And, basically, his day was over because he could not get his car back to pit road. Once the hook comes and gets you, it's over with. Like, that's... They ask you to step out of the vehicle and get in the ambulance. Uh, that's kind of the way it is. If your car is not movable, then your race is over. There is no five-minute clock or anything like that. If that hook truck has to bring you in in any form and fashion, uh, your day is done. So you go, You automatically get a bid to the infield Care Center. And uh, that's, kind of the, that's kind of what happened this past weekend. Will NASCAR address that? Will they have something uh, For that, come uh, in July or in April when we go to Talladega, I'm pretty sure they will. Uh, will this be something that we've run into issues with at some of these other racetracks? I, I don't know that they run an inner tire at uh, any of the other racetracks besides the Super Speedway, so I don't expect those uh, to be an issue either. So, um, but we will. No interliner screws these guys. Yes, I, I agree, Miss Lee. No interliner does screw these guys. had a big plate track where you have two-and-a-half miles uh, for the speedway to try to get around as well. So um, I'd like to see the interliner come back. You know, we've lost a lot of size on this tire. This is a lower-profile tire, uh, which, uh, which I think a lot of the guys kind of were surprised at at the uh, amount of bumps that they felt. They felt a lot more bumps because the tire doesn't have as much give. Uh, also, probably the aluminum wheel had a major effect on that as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's a great question, and we are so glad that uh, we have turned this into a multiple-question multiple, multiple question, uh, segment. Uh, that is awesome. Keep the questions coming in. We'll be glad to read them on the air. We are running out of time, guys. We are running out of time. We have filled our two-hour script. Of course, we went over this time. We, we did uh, plug in a little bit of extra time. But right on time we are. Uh, Taz Taylor. Uh, once again, we've got Pete Walton coming up next weekend. We also uh, we're trying to reschedule a a, a guest that was uh, scheduled to come on, but we'll give an update on that. Pete Walton will be on to talk to us about the Hub City duel going down at Hattiesburg Speedway March fourth and fifth. Uh, Taz Taylor, uh, Craig Moore, glad to have you guys on here tonight. We had an awesome show. It's nine o'clock. Uh, did we leave anything? Oh, Monday's, Monday's headlines today. Monday's headlines today, real quick. Taz, what's Monday's headlines today?
3: Uh, next gen or next gen car Im- improves on Auto Club's final mile and a half days. Okay. My
2: Monday's headlines today, Chase Elliott finally wins, a noble, wins at an oval race. All of his wins last year come at a road course. So he is looking to break through on that oval race win. Uh, Craig Moore.
1: It's going to be a dual headline. Um, uh, Interliner tires come back for Speedways, Super Speedways, and Byron gets the first Chevy win of the season.
2: So is there going to be any headlines, real quick, is there going to be any headlines about a one-lug nut? Are we going to see more tire issues? Probably. Um, probably. Probably. I, I would agree probably.
3: Um, okay. Well, I got to do it, guys. Taz Taylor,
2: if you want to send us off, man.
3: All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to Race Chat Live here on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to catch us on Spotify and all forms of podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever your podcast needs are. Uh, We'll be on them. Follow the 110 Nation. And you can listen to us at any time of your convenience. Also, follow us on Facebook at Race Chat Live. And we'll see you next Tuesday. Same bat time, same bat place, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. And this has been Race Chat Live with the Caution Flagger Radio, Chris Creighton, the DJ Music Man, Craig Moore. I'm the Tasmanian Devil Flaggers, Taz Taylor, saying good night. We'll see you next week.
0: Goodnight. Good night.
3: All you never saw Been in trouble with the law Since the day they was born Straightening the curve
0: Flatening
1: the Some Someday the mountain might get them But the law never will Making their way The only way they know how That's just a the good old war. Wouldn't, Wouldn't change if Wouldn't they could. Fighting the system Fight. like a two modern day Robin Hood. <laughs>